It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Let's check in with Brett the Vet of Veterinary Associates to hear more about some of his adventures with our four-legged friends. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is that time once again, time for Ask Brett the Vet, where we join with the good doctor of Veterinary Associates. And his appearance is brought to you by Windbender Mechanical Services. Champion products are designed, engineered, and assembled in the heartland of America. Call your local family-owned and operated heating and cooling plumbing company, Windbender, at 937-675-2982, or visit them on the web at windbender.info. We're joined today by Dr. Brett Ellis. Doc, how are you you on this Thursday morning? Well, I am excellent. Uh, beautiful day. Not going to be so hot today. And, uh, uh, you know, the bugs are starting to come out. Starting to get those mosquitoes at, uh, at dawn and dusk, but uh, it's still not as bad as, as it could have been. So uh, I'm thankful for what we have. I, I just uh, castrated a miniature mule. I've never seen a miniature mule before. Uh, so it's a Miniature horse bred to a miniature donkey. And uh-huh. then you get a uh-huh. And uh, so typically we do our horse castrations in the winter or, you know, late fall when the bugs are dying down because you don't want to get insects in between their legs where their wound is healing. Um, and uh, But the uh, Farmer's Almanac said now is a good time to castrate farm animals. And so we did it, and we didn't have flies, and the uh, little guy popped right up and walked around, and uh, so life is good. So, it, uh, you know, typically, like, you know, last year I may have uh, said, well, we should wait till the fall, uh, but we have, uh, have, have had enough good weather to keep the bugs down. So uh, he, he was, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very nice horse, but he's just a little bit too much, and uh, tried to tried to run things at the farm, so he had to he had to lose his manhood. But <laughs> we're doing good. An attitude adjustment, shall we say? Yeah, I mean, you know that sometimes that's all you can do. And and you know, with 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 dogs, there's no increase in aggression if they're not neutered. If they retain their testicles. There, there's no increase in, in male dogs. Now, uh, female dogs can become aggressive, but with stallions, uh, that's a testosterone uh, breeds those stallion brings on those stallion behaviors that include aggression and biting and kicking and stuff like that so even though he's only about 350 pounds soaking wet uh they can lay a good hurting on you if you're not paying attention oh yeah so uh it should help him get along better with the rest of the herd all right so uh, uh that deed is done and now on off to the uh next uh, job that needs done as always uh dr brett ellis uh running here there and everywhere to take care of uh, animals uh, around green county and beyond and uh, speaking of beyond uh i don't know about you but uh when it comes to this time of the year, of course, we kind of live in Death Valley uh, when it comes to uh, allergies and sinus and that kind of thing. I have been sneezing and, and couldn't stop. I had to break down and go get some of the high-dollar medicine yesterday. Uh-oh. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's just that time. And not only does it affect us, it affects our pets, too. Right. And, and the thing about especially dogs and, and cats, too, uh, we, we can take, like, Benadryl or Claritin to suppress... Uh, histamine release, which is what causes the runny nose, it dilates your blood vessels, it um, causes the congestion, and 
things like that. That's the uh, little protein or the granule and the cell that gets released when you're sneezing and giving exposed allergens. So that's how human allergies work. Um, dogs are allergic in a different mechanism. So it's not uh, histamine-mediated, and that's why Benadryl or Claritin very rarely works in dogs. And dogs, it's, it's uh, through the immune system, like your your lymphocytes, your B cells, your T cells. Uh, those are the uh, things that are involved with allergies. So uh, with dogs, we typically have to try to eliminate the thing that is uh, overstimulating the immune system. So if it's if it's food, uh, we want to put them on a uh, prescription uh, hypoallergenic diet. Um, and because uh, that will help the daily exposure to things that are stimulating their immune system too much. Uh, if, if they're allergic to pollens and molds and grasses, those are more challenging. Uh, typically, you know, there's the allergy shots, which are you find out what your dog's allergic to, and then you give them small amounts of it through an injection. Um, and then you increase their tolerance over time. And those, I think I've had that work in maybe one dog in 20 years. Um, I'm sure the success rates are higher with dermatologists, and a lot of that depends on compliance and things like that, but that's not my first go-to um, because it's expensive, and even in the best hands, you're looking at a 50-50 shot. So if I'm going to have people spend money, there's a couple of things we can do to manage the seasonal allergy. Uh, there's a pill nice because then you can give it every day uh that stops the itching so if they don't itch um they don't exacerbate the allergy they don't sit there and lick their paws until they're stained and they're red and the and the it breaks down the saliva breaks down the barrier that's in our skin to keep pollens out so when they lick it it becomes red ulcerated then you get more pollen or mold or whatever it is to the you know it makes it worse um, so the, stopping the itching is very effective in a lot of dogs. Um, so that, that drug is called Apoquel. Um, and uh, so a lot of dogs find relief with that. And the other thing that came out is an uh, injectable drug called Cytopoint uh, that modifies the immune response. Um, and that seems to be very well tolerated. Uh, and it can last for eight weeks. Um, I, I don't know the specific cost on that. Uh, it's not cheap, but, you know, if you get two shots of that and that gets your your pet through, you know, the, the hard time of the summer, the spring, when they're most allergic, uh, that, that's a good investment, you know, because they're not going to be suffering. And if you have an animal that's chronically inflamed, uh, inflammation is the precursor to a lot of other diseases. Um, so it can be a good way to help prevent uh, things from happening, whether it's you know, inflammation of the skin can lead to inflammation of the pancreas or inflammation of the gut or, you know, uh, seizures or, you know, not directly, but things tend to happen if you have a chronically inflamed animal, chronically inflamed person. You got to try to manage that and, and to extend uh, quality of life. So those are the, uh, the big things that we do. And of course, the thing that works the best in animals are steroids, which can be effective, but you just got to be careful how much you're using those to, because there are side effects with, with steroids. So we've got some, you know, newer drugs that are more specific with less side effects, 
they are more expensive. And then you've got the classic, the, the prednisolone and, and uh, dexamethasone that are inexpensive, but they have a lot of side effects that go along with them. So uh, allergies are not easy um, to manage. They're not cheap to manage, but you can uh, manage them well and, you know, uh, figure out a way to uh, do something for that's going to agree with your budget working with your veterinarian. Dr. Brett Ellis joining us on Real Roots Radio. Who knew that uh, old Fido could be having allergies just as bad as you, but it is the case indeed. So uh, there are some ways to uh, try to get that done out there, some better than others. And, uh, of course, if we're not talking about allergies this time of year, uh, we're talking about COVID-19. And uh, there have been some more uh, things coming out about uh, animals and the virus and maybe not having the virus so much. But, uh, you know, we want to stress as we have before, it is very, 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 very unlikely that you would contract coronavirus from the dog. It would probably be the other way around, correct? Right. So it looks like the, the German Shepherd that tested positive, you know, it had exposure uh, to a, uh, one of the owners in the house that tested positive. The other owner had symptoms but never tested. And this dog did actually, he's the first dog that has respiratory signs along with his COVID-19 positive test. Um, he's recovering uneventfully, so they don't get as sick as we do, it, apparently. Now, if you had an older dog that had underlying conditions, uh, you know, that might be a, a different story. But here's a young, healthy dog that got exposed. And, and uh, But the big thing is that these guys aren't going to be the ones in the community spreading this uh, virus. It's, it's very unlikely. It takes a lot of close physical contact. And there's no evidence that they're going to give it from one dog to another dog, you know, not like canine influenza or kennel cough or mm-hmm. parvo. It does not appear to be uh, transmitted um, between dogs. Now, cats, it could be, but fortunately our cats don't have the, they don't uh, congregate in small little places together. Um, so that's uh, unlikely too that cats are going to be an issue with spreading this virus. So, uh, yeah, there's, Every, you know, every time we find something else out about the, you know, pets that are positive, like, you know, five or six cases, and then a couple of them truly weren't positive, and then there was another one that, you know, was questionable sampling. So we, we do have, you know, one confirmed dog uh, based on the testing and the, and the exposure that we know from it. Uh, I don't see this changing that what we're going to do or how we're responding. And, and uh, just uh, the thing is we, uh, and especially in our area, I don't know if you saw the report, the Dayton Daily News, but uh, you know, Montgomery County, Greene County, and Claremont County uh, have the lowest death rates of COVID-19 cases in, in the uh, state. Correct. But so they can't figure that out, why that is. And, to me, it's pretty obvious. It's because, you know, my mother passed away seven years ago, and uh, I live in Greene County. My sister lives in Montgomery County, and my brother lives in Claremont County. So I'm pretty sure uh, she's she's the reason that uh, we have the lowest death rate, in case you're wondering. Well, well that, all I can say is thank study, you for that. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is thank uh, thank you to her for looking over us. Yeah, yeah, she's taking care of us, so we're, we should be good. And, uh 
Uh, Doc, I know that you've talked in cases before about you had a brother-in-law that, that kind of works on the modeling uh, that uh, Governor DeWine and uh, Dr. Acton kind of kind of rely on. One of my best friends. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, th- I thought you said brother-in-law. But um, you have to wonder if that will go up go down, you know, uh, what what will happen in the next uh, couple of weeks or month, especially, you know, with the protests that have been going on uh, all over the state and really all over the country and world. Um, I I think that the it's, you know, I watch a lot of this. I read a lot of this. It seems like right now, you know, we're probably going to plateau going into the summer season. Uh, they they worry about how much of this infection are we going to take into the fall when it could really ramp up again. Right. And, Without testing, we're just not going to know. So you still, you know, if you're at risk, take the precautions you need to take. Um, If you're not at risk, it sure is a nice thing to help those who are at risk by by wearing a mask when you're around them. Um, You know, and uh, it's a good reason to be outside because you're a lot less likely to get it outside. Absolutely. So uh, just think about those things and... and, uh, do what you can do your part for for our country and keep everybody as safe as we can well let's hope so let's take care of each other lord knows we need it these days uh on all yeah. sides and uh dr brett ellis joining us and uh uh megan from the office said the next time that you go on one of those uh, mule castrations she wants to tag along okay <laughs> we, will, we will make that a date uh, just as long as you don't film it, because I don't think anybody else wants to see it. But uh, hey, uh, you got to yeah. do what you got to do, right? That's that, that's, that's why they pay you the big bucks. That's right. That's correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Brett Ellis joining us on uh, Real Roots Radio. We talk about all things in the animal kingdom and beyond. And I know uh, still seeing patients at uh, Veterinary Associates uh, right there on 68 and Xenia. Uh, still asking for now that you uh, stay in your cars and they'll give you a call when they're ready to see you. Uh, as we talk about often on this program, we're, we're trying to take care of everybody and make sure that it is a safe environment. Yeah, and we're getting better at this uh, curbside service. We're getting a little bit more efficient and trying you know so that, that's a big relief especially with the heat coming um we're hoping that if the numbers do plateau we can you know start having people come into the office with their pet but we'll, we'll start by just having one person in an exam room with a pet if our numbers do plateau but we're just kind of waiting to see uh how it goes with the protesting like you said and and uh opening up businesses which is great um we just have to wait and see how it's all going to be there you go. Doc, appreciate the time as always, and uh, we'll get together again coming up at uh, 930 next Thursday. Till then, you have yourself a good one, my friend. All right. Look forward to it. You guys take care. All right. See you, bud. Thank you. Your Miami Valley home for real deal country music. We are Real Roots Radio.